I'm Alex Mito. And I'm James Milley. And this is The Artist Business Plan, your favorite weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs, hosted by Superfine Art Fair. What's going on, business artists? You're listening to The Artist Business Plan. And that is because we are back from summer vacation, and what a summer it's been. We've been all over the map. We were in the Dutch Caribbean in Curaçao and Bonaire. We went to, I went to Provincetown. We've been out in Shelter Island. It's been lovely, but we're excited to be back here with you. And we're also super excited to be less than 30 days away from our first New York City fair since 2019. We've locked down an incredible venue. It's just blocks away from Bryant Park in Midtown with 20,000 square feet, and it's on Fifth Avenue. We're going to be there from September 30th to October 3rd with over 150 artists and 5,000 collectors who are hungry and excited to buy your work. The fair is over 90% full, but we've got a very small handful of booths still available in each of the programs, and we want to open it up to you, ABP listeners, and give some of you the opportunity to exhibit with us in New York City this fall. If you want to learn more about how to apply and how to schedule a call with James, you can visit www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. We've got less than 10 booths available and applications have a hard close on September 21st. So hurry up and book your call so we can start promoting you and your art today. If you don't know me by now, my name is Alex Mito and I'm the CEO and co-founder of Superfine Art Fair. At Superfine, we're the most widespread art fair for artists in the U.S., We're also one of the top resources for all things art, artists, and of course, marketing of your art. Today, we've got Alicia Cowan here with us on the mic. Alicia is going to share an awesome masterclass with you today on how to use time management skills to achieve your dreams. I know I need that, so I hope you guys enjoy it as well. But first, I've got an amazing offer here for you ABP listeners. Artists, have you ever felt anxious, alone, and not sure about the next move for your career? Good news, those days are over. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine art fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we are offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world offer to learn more. We can't wait to welcome you to the Superfine community and start helping you sell more art today. All right, so we are back here with Alicia and we're ready to change the way that you think about your art career. Alicia Cowan has 20 years of experience in management, recruiting, and human resources, and a passion for coaching leaders. She's co-founder of Cowan Coaching, LLC. She's managed multiple geographically dispersed retail locations and led teams of employees numbering in the hundreds. She knows the importance of delegation, clear communication, and the power of direct feedback for development. She can help you organize yourself, your time, and your team to focus on the right priorities to drive results in your artist business. Welcome to the Artist Business Plan, Alicia. Thanks for having me. The pleasure is all mine. And I want to ask you something that will help our listeners get to know the real you. The question is, what is the earliest memory that you have of art? For me, I think it's probably my mother was a brilliant artist. Not professional by any means, but she could just paint and sketch 
and taught me how to use watercolors. And my earliest memory is her just letting me play and explore and have fun and use different mediums to try to achieve a result. I was really, really young. So that's probably my, my very first memory of art. You know, it's interesting, the responses we get to this question, because for some people, it's like their parents took them to a museum when they were young. For others, it was art class. But so many people, it's like their parents just had art supplies around, and they made stuff. And sometimes the parents still have the stuff, which is really cool. So Alicia, so for those who might be on the fence about this, because our audience are primarily artists who are taking their career seriously as a business, but maybe they're on the fence about hiring a coach for that, right? Like, how do I budget for this, right? Why is hiring a coach a helpful career decision for anyone? I absolutely have a coach for myself. Um, and I coach um, at least once a week with her and, and make sure that my brain is optimized. If you think about it, like a coach's role is really about like performance enhancement, right? And you equate it to, you know, let's think about maybe a, a pro athlete, right? So we think it in this grand scale, right? You have this person that's arguably potentially at the top of their game, right? Like really, really good at their job. However, they hire this entire team of people to help them be at their best or even level up to the, the next level and keep them optimized, right? And there's no stigma to that. There's no stigma to a pro athlete hiring this coach for improvement. And if we take it down, you know, to again, our own level, it's like, there shouldn't be any issue with an individual needing help in some area of their life, right? So to say, you know, again, there's somebody out there that could help me and I could pay them <laughs> to potentially make me better at what I do, right? And, you know, I made this uh, this comparison the other day. Typically, we don't cut our own hair. Some people do, <laughs> but you don't, you could do it, right? And you could try it yourself. It may not be as good as you would want it, right? And you may learn and practice and get better at it. But then what's that time? And do you really want to be really, really good at that? Or do you just want to go and pay somebody that is a professional and they can do it for you and you can do it quickly? And I think that comparison will kind of a little bit out there, but you're saying, you know, again, I want to trade money for their services and they, they've learned and trained how to do this. And it's not worth my time. Again, I could learn it and could do it myself, but it's going to take me a lot longer. You think, take that back to just coaching for your career. A lot of times what is happening is you're, you're, again, you may be able to work it out yourself, but a lot of times you're just spinning your own thoughts around it. You need somebody to step in and, and look objectively at those thoughts with you, help you separate what's fact from fiction about what's going on in your own head. And usually I find that a lot of people, once they just can kind of see that objectively and somebody's showing them what's going on, they usually can work through the challenge themselves but it's that clarity that a really good coach can help you with. Just clearing out that mind drama that you know may keep us in action, right? From taking steps that we want towards our dreams, or maybe we're just not showing up and the action we are taking, it's not aligned on how we want to show up. I'll give you a very practical example. Then I recently coached a designer who was also an entrepreneur and she was brilliant at what she did, had a ton of ideas, the right mindset, like a ton of energy, but she just really struggled with execution. And so what we worked together to do was really just to help her get all those great ideas out of her head on the paper and then on her schedule like to execute. And that was just the part of her life where she was just missing that piece to tie it all together to get towards her next step in her career. So hope that helps. And again, if you're on the fence, just make a decision either way. It's okay not to want to do it. And it's okay to do want, want to do it, but just know again, 
what are you missing out on or how long is it going to take you to, to still get to that end result that you want, right? No wrong answer there. Wow. There's so much in that response that I love. I love the term mind drama, right? Because we all have that. It's like there's all this stuff getting in the way of us doing what it is we want to do and what we're good at. And having someone who can help you clear that up is like so valuable. I also just want to kind of go back and underscore how you began that response, right? I was going to the gym a lot, like maybe like 12 years ago. And my grandmother said, oh, if you're going to the gym, you're just pampering yourself. That's what I think about it. And that's what I grew up thinking. I'm like, well, it's really not about that. It's like this thing you do to get better at stuff. I think sometimes there's these built-in stigmas like, oh, I don't deserve a coach, right? Like what would a coach do for me? But you look at a, a team, like a professional sports team or an Olympic diver or whatever it may be, these are people at the top of their game who are still either hiring or it's just built into the structure of how they do their job to have a coach. So it's really not to be this stigmatized thing. I mean, it's really something that can help anybody and, and does help many people. So no, absolutely. No, I think you're absolutely right. And I think a lot of times when we hear it in the professional world, you know, oh, they need a coach. It's the assumption is something's gone wrong. And really, again, a lot of the people that I'm meeting with are brilliant and just top of their game. There's just some part of their life. They are really like, yeah, I just want some outside perspective or I want to level up this part of my life. And so, yeah, dropping the stigma is huge. Nothing's gone wrong here. It's just how do you get yourself to where you want to be quicker? Yeah. And if you ever feel like maybe, you know, like there's a stigma, think about like Tom Daly or somebody, some incredible like athlete who still needs a coach and or still thrives under a coach. So I think that's awesome. So I want to move on to time management, which is something that is obviously super important and something that many of us, myself included, struggle with. So why is time management the first step in achieving your dreams? Yeah, let's, let's get deep here. So our relationship with time is just such an important one, right? And we use this term time management. But just to get deep, we really don't manage time, right? We're all given the same amount of hours within a day. Really what we mean is we're saying, how do we choose to do what we want to do? How do we want to spend that time every day, right? It's deciding we don't want to just live in default mode, right? Like as you go throughout your day, the hours are going to come whether we like it or not. So do we want to live in default and just go with it about whatever comes? Or do we want to choose how do we spend those hours? And how we do spend those hours, that's the indicator of whether or not we're going to reach our goals or not. Right? So that time really, truly, it's more valuable even than money. Because that quote, you can always create more money, but you'll never ever be able to create more time. So that first step of like defining that dream, getting really clear about it, the really the next step is, okay, how are you spending your days? And how are you going to plan to spend your days in order to reach it? So really, that next step is really just looking at your week and doing some analysis and saying simply, what actions, no matter how small, what am I doing? And how am I taking steps towards my goals? Really, then asking the question too, like, do I like how I've spent my time? Again, it's okay. Like, again, there's no wrong answer there. If you want to live in that default mode and just kind of go with the flow, totally fine. But knowing that it's going to lead you to a place, maybe potentially that you're not necessarily planning on being, or you can say, okay, how am I spending my days and time? And am I making even just the smallest, smallest little, little step towards my dream? I love everything here. And, you know, I want to talk about 
the idea that you you can create more money, but you can really never create more time. And sometimes we say time is money, but in many ways, time is much, much, much more valuable and precious. I, I also like the thought of like not living in default mode of just being dragged around by you know what you perceive as your responsibilities or what you think you have to do or or even just inertia and just kind of like sitting around not knowing what to do. You're not creating more time. There's the finite amount of time we all have. But choosing how we spend it, I think, is so, so important. And, and, I, th- and I completely agree with you. That's, that's key to anything that you're trying to do. And, and what are some practical ways that we can manage our time and maybe do that through using tools like to-do lists? Yeah, yeah. The dreaded to-do list, right? So let's talk about a way, like, how do you just get all of that out of your brain and eventually look and talk about some steps to throw away your to-do list? So Really, the to-do list is a great starting point, right? So what it does is it clears out what's going on in your mind. Our brains are problem solvers, right? They're built to, to solve issues. They're not repositories, right? They're not really good at like, retaining a ton of information, you know, especially the minutia of the day-to-day, like the, the to-do list, right? So not, they're not this repository. So getting everything out of your brain onto a to-do list is that first practical step. Personally, I like to use a physical piece of paper and a pen, just old fashioned, and just do what we call like a brain dump, right? You get that blank piece of paper, write out all the things. They could be things that you you feel like you have to do or you need to do, right? Like the daily stuff. It could be the big stuff, your big goals, your big dreams, some things that are maybe obstacles you have to take care of, all those things. Dump them out on a piece of paper, right? Then we think you got it all. Ask yourself again, do I have everything? What else? What else? What else? Get it all out. The next step, really practical step, is just get that to-do list. Take every line item, prioritize it. And then again, take a step at just saying, what's important? It's okay if you're wrong. Don't get stuck in indecision here. Don't get stuck in the step. Just rank it in order of what is the next best step of what I want to do. And then plot it on your calendar. So again, I like to use paper for my day-to-day that combos work and personal stuff. For work, I use an electronic calendar. Whatever choice, doesn't really matter. But plot that item off your to-do list right into a chunk of time. If you're not sure how long it's going to take, just take a guess. It's fine. Again, don't get stuck in indecision here. Decide how long it's going to take. Plot it in there. This is your prefrontal cortex at work deciding on your future, right? So throw that in there. Once you get all those items on that schedule, take that to-do list, rip it up, throw it away, get rid of it. Now what happens is your calendar is now your guide, right? Here comes the tricky part. So what's going to happen is you're going to look at your calendar. It's going to have all these little things on all these different steps that you've decided to plot in there. Here comes the tricky part. When that item comes up on your calendar, it's going to sound crazy. You have to do it. Okay, what's going to happen and why this is tricky is your primal brain's not going to want to, right? So your prefrontal made all those decisions for your future. In the moment, your primal brain's going to make up some excuses. It's going to tell you reasons why we shouldn't do this. It's going to say, I'm hungry, I'm tired, I'm not inspired, I'm not motivated, we have other things that we should be doing instead eating chips or watching Netflix, whatever it may be, it's going to tell you all those things, right? And this is the part that's tricky. I say this is because you're going to have to honor that commitment to yourself and do the thing anyway. And that is the secret to achieving your dreams. It's managing those urges, managing the primal brain and honoring what you said you were going to do in order to achieve your dreams. 
I love everything here. And I just want to talk about a couple of things here. And one is this idea of just not getting stuck in indecision, especially when you're in that planning phase. And I've seen so many people, and again, myself included, where we're not only bottlenecking on like these brilliant ideas that we want to do, we're bottlenecking on even the simple organization of them because we're like, that has to be perfect. I need the perfect calendar or the perfect system or whatever. And I don't know how long it's going to take. I need to research that first. And like just getting over that is so valuable. And like I do consulting and when I'm consulting people, they're often like, oh, you know, how long should I take to do this worksheet about my clients? I'm like 10 minutes. Just do it off the top of your head. Don't, you know, make this a five day project where you're trying to think about how to do it. So I do think that really applies here as you're figuring out the system of putting things down in your to do list, moving them to your calendar, tearing up your to do list, just not getting stuck in that like indecision about like, am I doing this right? Is everything absolutely correct? I agree that that's so key. Another thing that you mentioned that resonates with me, when you sit down and you create that list of all the things you have to do, don't lie to yourself. Like if one of them is like, pick the kids up from school, make sure you put that. If it takes 45 minutes, it needs to be there. Because I see people do that all the time. They're like, okay, I have eight hours. I'm going to put eight hours worth of like amazing things down. It's like, okay, but you got to put lunch. You got to put like the other things that happen and maybe some like take out the trash or work out or whatever the other things you have to do so that it's an accurate depiction of your day. Otherwise you're setting yourself up. And, and from what I've seen at least. And then the other thing I like, and I'm not great at this and I'd like to get better because I, right now I keep my to-do list in my iPhone, which makes them hard to tear up. Moving things over to your calendar and then not having that redundant list hanging around to add stress to you. Just having it on your calendar as this thing that you're obligated to do. And then you have to do it even if your brain is telling you that you're tired or hungry or not motivated. You still have to do it. You have to remain committed to it. So we're going to come right back and Alicia is going to tell you more about what you want to know about using time management skills to achieve your dreams and much, much more. But first, a message from our sponsors. New York City, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and yes, Miami. These are just a few of the places where you and your art can meet your next collector when you take the next step and exhibit with us at Superfine Art Fairs. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine Fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we're offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest, reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world offer to learn more. Don't miss the chance to be a part of the top business artist community in the world. And we are back here with Alicia. So Alicia, what advice can you offer our listeners on successfully following through with your to-do list slash your calendar? Practicing managing your mind every day. And again, when we talked about those those steps that come up on your calendar, you're going to have all these feelings of resistance, right? You're going to have urges to do something else. And that's okay. That is your brain working exactly as it should. It's all normal and you you know no judgment on your brain. Nothing's gone wrong. So you know don't beat yourself up for wanting to do something else. You know, again, 
no harm in living the human experience. Again, that primal brain that we have, it wants to do that emotional trifecta of seeking pleasure, avoiding pain, and being efficient, right? It's how we were wired for survival. It's how our ancestors got us here, right? The brain's wired to do this. And as that's coming up, you're going to have to say, okay, I hear you and I see you and I respect your opinion. However, we're going to do something that we promised that we said we would do anyway. And really starting to do new, uncomfortable things goes against all of our hardwiring. You know, so again, telling yourself you've got to paint or create something new or do that new thing, right? It goes against all of that, again, to say, I'm going to put myself out there and do something super uncomfortable because it's not efficient. We've never done it before. It's not exactly always pleasurable. Sometimes we can say that it is, but sometimes it's uncomfortable because you're not exactly sure how to navigate every right step, right? So it's a little maybe uncomfortable, right? And it's not exactly avoiding what would say painful because again, we're putting our work out there to potentially be judged or we're doing something that potentially could, what our brain is perceiving, put us at, in danger at risk. Really that mind management, that's what's key is getting really good and being comfortable with discomfort and knowing just because you potentially you feel uncomfortable, nothing's going wrong. No one's harming you. And really you have to do that uncomfortable stuff to achieve your dreams, right? And just knowing that it's okay. So it's kind of like telling your brain, yeah, we feel a little uncomfortable. That's okay. Nothing's gone wrong here. We're going to proceed anyway. Yeah, I love that. And and I love that you phrase it as man practice managing your mind every day, because that's kind of what we're doing. And I also that that kind of non judgment approach, because I feel like that's where a lot of people trip themselves up is maybe you have that experience of like, hey, I'm going to go do this new activity or this new uh, this or pursue this new idea that I have. And then that discomfort comes and it gets in your way. And maybe you like, don't maybe maybe you do actually succumb a little bit and not judging yourself and just saying okay look my brain is working the way it's supposed to work it's telling me not to do something that i'm not comfortable with but then managing your brain and or your mind and actually following through is the key again not judging that you had that reaction dead on yeah don't judge yourself for having the human experience right i love that so why is it important that, you know, we're doing all these, taking all these steps to, you know, get over these, these hurdles? Why is it important to analyze your progress at the end of the week? Yeah, this step is key. And definitely the analyzation is part of it, right? So you go back and you say, what went well, right? What did it? And take a look at it, but then also celebrate, right? So create a little celebration or reward, if you will, for all those things that you accomplished. So when those feelings came up, those times you managed your brain and you did the thing anyway, even though your brain was telling you not to, when you reward yourself and, and even do a little celebration, again, this doesn't have to be a big thing, but you get a dopamine hit for doing that hard work, right? And what that does is it tells your brain, oh, we get rewarded when we do the hard work and we persevere. So it creates reasons to repeat that behavior, right? So you're closing that feedback loop for doing the hard work, right? So rather than sometimes there's really not this big reward at the end of doing some of those hard things, right? It may pay off later down the road or, you know, even further down the road. So when you look back at the end of the week and you say, great job, look what we did, look what we accomplished. And then you face that thing the next week, your brain will remember that rather than latching on to some of that discomfort or like latching into, again, falling into like reasons why we shouldn't. 
it's going to, again, you're starting to train your brain of like, no, 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 no. this is the right thing. Remember, we're going to get rewarded. The weekend, it's going to feel amazing. So that reflection and that analyzation, and then that ultimate celebration of the things that went well, will really help retrain your brain in this way. If you rinse and repeat, it's going to get better and easier. I, I love that idea of just closing that feedback loop and giving yourself that celebration and also analysis, see like, how did things go? And and that's another thing, like, I mean, I will say, like, you know, as, as I'm listening to this, I'm thinking of all the things I could do better. Having, you know, running a running to-do list on my iPhone is frustrating for a couple reasons. One is every time I finish something, I just delete it. So it feels like I always, just like I've never done anything. Even if I've done 25 huge things in one week, they're just deleted. And I don't, I can't really look back at them on Friday. It's just like, oh, great. You know, there's five new things on my list. And I think having some way of looking at, accomplishments and also maybe where you fell short a little bit too at the end of a week and then seeing like what did I do let me celebrate the good and let me figure out you know what I could do to improve on the other things for next week so I basically completely agree with you I'm about to go and figure out a new system for myself after this call yeah no I mean you got it I think I've done the same I've toyed with it myself right you've got that reminders app in the iPhone And sometimes if you don't open it up and look at it right you forget about it but the brain's still spinning it's like oh man it's like what was that thing I was supposed to do, right? <laughs> it's like, I know maybe the wrong thing, but what was it? And you're right. And what you don't realize is like how much space that's taking up in your brain rather than, again, just getting it out. It's such a relief when you're like, oh, I have that thing that I was supposed to do. Oh, it's scheduled on Thursday. I don't need to worry about it, right? I know when that comes up, I'm just going to do it. No worries, not even a thought. And then if it's on your calendar, you can look back and reflect and be like, wow, that's amazing. Look at what we accomplished this week. I completely agree. and And I think... Uh, everyone's had that. I know. I mean, I had that last week where it was like the end of a day and I had something fun to do in the evening. And the entire time I was doing whatever that was, I I can't remember. It was like dinner or something. And the entire time I was just like, I think I forgot something. I think I forgot something. Did I forget something? When you do that exercise of translating everything over to your calendar, either you did or didn't do it. And if you didn't do it, then you've moved it to another slot. It's not this like ambiguous thing that you're just like, wait, where did it go? Did I do it? Did I not do it? So I think that's such a great way to accomplish things. So Alicia, this has been an amazing conversation. It's been a lot of food for thought for me and I hope for our listeners as well. Let's bring it home for our listeners out there. What call to action do you want to share with the artists listening today so that they can take full advantage of your coaching services? Yeah, no, I, again, I help people do this all the time of like, again, just helping work through this process and and tactically working through it with, you know, individuals one-on-one to break down what do those lists look like? Again, how do you do the mind management? What comes up when it actually happens? I mean, that's where the real work begins. So I'd love to chat with anybody that's facing challenges if they want to talk more about it. Um, I do free 30 minute consultations just to hear all about your pain points and then what those ultimate desires are that you have. So you can schedule with me by visiting my website. It's Alicia Cowan Coaching. It's E L I S I A K E O W N coaching.com. I'm also on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook at Cowan Coaching. Guys, 
Alicia has been here with us today sharing her amazing perspective with you. All of those links are going to be in the show notes. You're definitely going to want to go back and look at those and visit them and take advantage of what Alicia does to help people like us. Uh, You can listen to this episode and all of our past podcasts on our website at www.superfine.world. Again, to connect with Alicia, you can follow her at Cowan Coaching on Instagram and visit www.cowancoaching.as.me to book your first session. As always, remember that we are Superfine Art Fair on Instagram, and we always appreciate a share whenever you're listening to and enjoying the artist business plan. And we also appreciate it if you could take just a moment of your time and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's our number one listening platform. Those ratings and reviews are so, so critical and helpful in helping other artist entrepreneurs just like yourselves find us online. And as always, I want to wrap the class up with a quick and relevant quote for you all. And today that quote is, self-esteem means knowing that you are the dream. And that is Oprah Winfrey. Alicia, it has been such a pleasure having you with us today. Thank you for sharing your perspective with our listeners. We're super grateful to you. It was very fun to be here. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. And everybody else, have an awesome rest of your day. Remember to stay on top of your artist business plan, get organized, and make it happen. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Artist Business Plan, a weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs brought to you by Superfine Art Fair. Hosted by Superfine CEO Alex Mito and co-founder slash professional artist James Milley, join us and leaders in the art, marketing, and business arenas each week for tips, tricks, and value bombs designed to help you thrive and sell more art. For more information on applying to Superfine Art Fair, as well as recordings of this in all of our past podcasts, just visit www.superfine.world. We love to hear what you have to say, so just follow us on Instagram at superfineartfair and shoot us a message to let us know you're listening. Looking for a more personal connection or want to exhibit at an upcoming fair? Just shoot us an email at artistsmakingmoney@superfine.world and we'll get right back to you. That's artistsmakingmoney@superfine.world.